This is Sylvie Curry from Ramona, California, and I'm listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two seeds before we nursed. Listen, Laverne, shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. Welcome to the second hour, everybody. Here we go. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about barbecue and grilling stuff right here every Tuesday night, live from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We're recording at the same time, so if you're listening to the show anytime other than Tuesday between 9 and 11, you're getting it on podcast. You're welcome. Boing. You can call into the show, 216-220-0966. Do you know how many people call into the show? Roughly zero. How dare you? I have this number for you, and nobody will ever call. How dare you? How dare you? That's right. Still to come on this show this evening, Andrew Caster from Dansons. That's right. They make pit boss. They make Louisiana grills. They make country smokers. That one's really piqued my interest. I love when I have no idea about anything. This company makes a bunch of different cookers. And here's one that I'd never heard of. I thought I heard of all of them, most of them, at least on the on the cutting edge or in the knowledge or the realm of pellet cookers. But I hadn't heard of country smokers yet. We'll talk to them about all that stuff. It's going to be great. And then depending on where we go, may or may not have 1035 or it will be open or we will carry Andrew over. We'll just see how it's going. Some of you asking in the f- YouTube chat about Weber smoke fire stuff. Uh, I'm not going to be saying anything about Weber smoke fire at the moment. It's new. It's developing. Social media has an allowance for everybody to get on and say whatever they want to say. And I'm not going to get into that at the moment. We'll wait a week. And see how things pan out for the next seven days. We might be able to snag Kevin Coleman from Weber next week as well. That would have to happen in the 935 segment. Because the fourth Tuesday, of course, is the embedded correspondence segment. And that will take up the balance of the second hour. So we'll see what happens maybe towards the 1st of March or what have you. But I'm not going to get into the Weber fire scuttlebutt. uh, Mostly because uh, I don't have a Weber smoke fire at the moment so my interest level is somewhere here instead of somewhere here like a lot of the folks that have one and are saying i have this experience or that experience don't forget you can follow me socially at bbq central show on instagram twitter and tiktok slash bbq central show on facebook coming up 
on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday is episode 112. We're actually taking you back to January 19th, 2010. Wow. The pitmaster of Team Hala and Swalla joined me. His name is Alan Hedrick. And they were casually on an episode of Barbecue Pitmasters. It wasn't based around them. Now, this would have been the season, as we say, is the pitmasters that was the, or what ended up being the gold standard of barbecue pitmasters, where they followed around Harry Sue. And Gary Notley was Harry Sue's pit bitch. And uh, Tuffy Stone. Myron Mixon. Johnny Trigg. There was some young guy. What was his? Paul? Was his name Paul? He was a chef, but he was going onto the circuit and trying to find his footing in competition barbecue. And Johnny Trigg and him uh, became best pallies, besties for the resties by the end of that season, and so on. But Allen was teamed or was stationed next to Myron's American Royal setup that year. And so when they were filming the TV show, you saw Myron like take Allen Hedrick and team under wing and show what a good guy he is, blah, blah, blah. So it was a pretty neat conversation. And uh, we talked about some other things as well, aside from getting to hang out with Myron and being on the television. They had really cool t-shirts. I don't think I have mine anymore. It might have made its way to the skilled nursing home facilities donation tank. Because if you send me a t-shirt, I wear it and wear it and wear it, and eventually it wears out. Or I get an onslaught of t-shirts, and the ones that I had stopped wearing just go into the donation pile. But that was a really cool t-shirt, and I wore the hell lot of that t-shirt for any number of years. But again, very interesting conversation and great team name, great t-shirt as I just mentioned. So you have to subscribe to the podcast in order to listen to that. And again, that is going all the way back to January 19th, 2010. Hala and Swala, Alan Hedrick. By the way, I totally forgot to give me props But this past February 7th of 2020 marked the 12th year of live Barbecue Central shows. 12 years, a dozen, way back in 2008, a fledgling little internet radio site at the time called BBS Talk Radio started putting shows out over the internet servers. And I was one of the original weekly hosts. And if you don't know the story, I literally answered an ad on Craigslist in L.A. And a guy was looking for internet hosts. And he was looking for a handful of ones that could do a daily show and then backfill those daily hosts with weekly hosts. I was one of the folks that answered the Craigslist posting, all done via the internet. And the guy that now runs the whole deal, Sam Hassan said, are you sure you can talk for 50 minutes about barbecue? And I said, I've been doing a podcast for two years already. I got this under control. If you don't like what I'm doing, then you can just tell me to beat it, but give me the shot. We figured out the technology to make it happen. And again, uh, we started in 2008 on February 7th. 
Now, the show originally debuted on a Thursday night, still at 9 p.m., and then a few weeks into that, I was moved to Tuesdays at 9, and that's where the show has lived forever and ever since. Now, eventually, the site became LA Talk Radio. That site is still in existence today. It's doing very well. It has a plethora of shows and hosts and all of that. Barbecue Central went from one hour to two hours for a short time period that I just have no recollection of. But according to show historian and executive producer of The Best Of, John Solberg, I actually did a Tuesday night and a Wednesday night show for a period of time. That eventually got axed. We resettled back into a two-hour show on Tuesdays. What an incredible evolution and growth we have seen over the past dozen years. And to everyone who has tuned in, whether you are a new fan, you are somebody that is stumbling over the live feed tonight on Facebook or YouTube or on TuneIn.com or TuneIn.in or whatever the hell it's called, For everyone that is tuning in right now or you've been a fan over the past dozen years, whether you are new or old, from now or the beginning, I just appreciate the fact that you consume the show. However you do it, I'm just appreciative. And that, the show continues to be the beacon of professionalism, production, sound quality, comedy, The show that pushes the envelope and the industry to new places. And quite frankly, the show that all other barbecue podcasts want to be like. And for the shows that say that they don't want to be like the Barbecue Central show, y'all be some punk-ass liars right there. And don't even at me on this. Come see me at Pit Barrel Cooker at the National Barbecue Association Conference. And say it with your chest. How dare you? I think I like that sound effect. Everybody wants to be like the Barbecue Central show, except for the fact that everybody can't be the Barbecue Central show. Do you know why? We have great guests. We have great new guests. We have great recurring guests. We have great sound production. We chase the sound chain each and every day to make sure that this sounds as professional and tight as possible. But most importantly, there is no other host out there in the barbecue landscape like me. That's just the bottom line. Nobody has the eloquence, the ability to command the English language like I do, the uh, ferocity to cobble together sentences the likes that few have ever heard, and I can do it through the written word, and I can do it extemporaneously. That's right. And as Smokin' Joe's Pit Barbecue says in the chat, we have the best fans that are in the chat. There's no doubt about that. It's unquestionable. The Centralites are fierce, and they are here to stay. They have my back. We've proven it in any number of ways over all of the years. This is the shining beacon of the barbecue and grilling industry as it covers the happenings that are going on. I thank each and every one of you for making these past 12 years possible. And we are flowing right into year 13 with no end in sight, much to the chagrin of all of the others. 
Andrew Coster coming up out of the break. Before we get to him, I will talk to you about Green Mountain Grill, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. In fact, I told you about it last week. Did I tell you about it last week? It showed up midweek. I got a Daniel Boone Prime Grill. That's right. Sitting in the garage right now waiting to get put together. You know I can put it together. I'll probably do some kind of a live stream to show you. But this one is great. It's got the peek-in windows on the cooking chamber, on the pellet hopper. It's got two internal meat probes. It's got Wi-Fi technology. It's built on a little bit more of a robust chassis than that choice line that they originally came out with. Also, have a pizza oven insert with that. I tell you all the time, if you're going to get a Jim Bowie or a Daniel Boone, you got to get the pizza oven insert. So I will now have two pizza ovens running at the same time. Double it. Let's double it. Double the pizza fun. Go to GreenMountainGrills.com. Check out where your dealers are located across the country. They train their dealers so they can train the end user or consumer. That way everybody's happy when they get home. And they're successful right away. No returns coming back. No buyer's remorse or anything like that. They're also selling sauces and rubs and different accessories to really complete that whole Green Mountain Grills experience. You go to the website, GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Can't wait to get mine together. All right, we are back with Danson's Andrew Coster right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head to smithfield.com throughout the grilling season for recipes as well as tips and tricks from world champ pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Chiles Cridlin with mouth-watering flavor and no artificial ingredients. Smithfield fresh pork is quite simply the finest pork money can buy, trusted by the choice of world championship pitmasters for use at competitions and at home alike smithfield.com is the place to go for that all right my guest in the second hour is the quality manager for danson's that's the company that makes things like pit boss and louisiana grills and country smokers all pellet cookers amongst other things pit boss has been coming to the market in a big way and they recently added a new line to the mix as well so let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome first timer to the show Alan Coster joining me. Hey, Alan. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Greg. How are you? I am absolutely fabulous, Andrew. Again, appreciate you making time here. And we are ready to rock and roll tonight. So uh, before we, you know, maybe dive into the specifics of all the individual product lines and the dancing backstory and all that stuff, a little background about you, where you're currently stationed at, how you came in growing up, your 
entrance into any kind of culinary or food love, and we'll build in from there. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, so I basically have grown up around the industry. Um, my dad was actually someone who was one of the original employees with Traeger Pellet Grills back when it first started in Oregon. And so I've spent my entire life around pellet grills. And um, really after college, I wanted to, you know, kind of follow in my dad's footsteps and actually went to work for him at Traeger for a while and was customer service manager there for quite some time um, before leaving the company in about 2016. So I uh, had a lot of, ex- of experience in, uh, you know, customer service and R&D in the pellet grill industry. Um, as well as have kind of kicked up a little bit of the more culinary side and done stuff, some stuff on Instagram, as well as actually just released my first cookbook, Master of the Wood Pellet Grill. Um, it's not only a cookbook, it really kind of takes more of my experience as a customer service guy, uh, R&D guy in the pellet industry, and feeds off of that so it gives customer, or sorry, readers a lot more information on how to use their pellet grill, not just time and temp and things like that. You know, if your pellet grill has an issue, things like that, how can the uh, reader actually go about learning to fix that or just learning their grill? Uh, Andrew, when you were working for Traeger, you know, all the way back when, uh, that was, I mean, I I guess being the the research guy too or, uh, you know, uh, quality, you see where the pellet industry is now here in 2019. Uh, you know, I'm assuming all the way back when, when you were at first with Traeger, when even when your dad was working there, it was a sh- very small percentage of market capture. It's still probably a very small market capture percentage, but there's a lot of other manufacturers and uh, it's a lot more prolific than it ever was. Did Was there ever a thought amongst the Traegers and you and your dad and all the people that were working there that, hey man, at some point in like 30 years, this is going to be as accepted as charcoal or gas cooking or was it always or did it always feel like a a niche that might get a little bigger but maybe would always be you know kind of you know third or fourth class yeah you know it it was always something that you know the goal was to get big you know joe traeger and the family really really worked hard to grow things but there was always the limitations of you know it was a west coast brand things like that and things that weren't really accepted within the whole barbecue community. You know, you're using electric, uh, an electric motor and things like that was kind of taboo for a long time. And so when things really clicked, you know, I don't think any of us imagined that we'd be seeing what we're seeing today where every, you know, big box store that's selling a grill is selling a pellet grill along with that. You know, that was the goal, the dream, but I don't think we ever expected it to be where it is today. Um, so where does the relationship with Danson start? Do you just summarily leave Traeger and you're out of work for a certain amount of time and uh, Danson comes knocking at the door or how does that marry up? Yeah, so um, so my dad and I left the company in about at about 2016 and we took a break from the industry for about a year. And what was going on in the meantime was my dad was kind of feeling out getting back in and just happened so um, at the same exact time, Danson's was really starting to pop with the Pit Boss brand. And so there was an explosion in pellet grills that we hadn't seen before. 
And so they were kind of looking for somebody to head their customer service team that brought a, you know, stability and experience. And so with that being said, my dad had been speaking with Jeff Thiessen, the um, president of the company, and we actually worked something out to get something started in Oregon. And we built a team there really driving home, you know, the customer service that's expected not only in a pellet grill, but the customer service that um, Dan Thiessen, Jeff Thiessen, Jordan Thiessen, the family expect their customers to get. So we drove that home in Oregon for a bit. Um, my dad still works within that area, but myself, I've shifted over to the R&D side of things. Quality is especially where I sit. Um, based on, you know, I've been solving problems in the pellet grill world for a long time. Why don't we just keep me solving problems? So that's a giving me a, a really great ability to keep doing the, what I've done for a long time and what I love. Is it a tricky thing for you guys to go from Traeger over to a, another pellet? I mean, whether it was going to be Danson's or, you know, a Green Mountain Grill or Grill. I mean, you know, there's just a whole laundry list. Was was there always, or was there any trepidation that if you guys went to another pellet cooker company, regardless of who it was, that you're like looking over your shoulder wondering if anything's going to be happening? I know your dad's kind of caught up in something here right now. I don't know what you can talk about or what you can't, but... Was that ever a worry or was that just something that kind of snowballed up and was like, oh, what the fuck or what the hell was going on here? <laughs> uh, and, you know, one of the big things for us was we wanted to be in the pellet grill industry. Um, you know, my dad had been in it for 30 some odd years. I've been around it since the moment I was born, really. So it was important for us to get back into it. Um, you know, we really treaded lightly with things that we did when we did move over. But, you know, all being said that it's a large industry and it's been able to give us an opportunity to get back in. And, you know, it's a great place to be with Danson's kind of leading the way in making pellet grills accessible to, you know, the masses. You know, it allows us to be right on the front lines again in doing that. All right. Uh, Andrew Kosterman joining me here on the show. Quality manager over at Danson's the website, Danson's.com. And you can find all of the brands here we're about to talk about. So let's start with the, I guess, is Pit Boss the newest of the lines of the three that we might talk about tonight? Uh, so the um, Country Smokers is probably the newest the line newest? out okay. there. All right, well, let's yeah, start there yeah. first. So let's start with the newest Country Smokers. I had said out of uh, what I pride myself on is having the finger of the pulse and knowing the names. Country Smokers is totally off my radar. So talk to me a little bit about this line and what makes it unique. Yeah, so Country Smokers is just a big, uh, an ability to bring pellet grills again to the masses. So things that you're going to see in the Country Smokers are all the build quality that you, you expect in a Danson's product. So heavier steel, hotter grills, but you're going to see things like uh, there's not going to have the flame broiler that we have in some of the grills um, and things like that. The controllers are, uh, are going to be similar to what you're used to with the P settings and things like that on a pellet grill. Um, a lot less of the connectivity and things like that. But really, it's another grill that's going to be out there for everybody to purchase, you know, both online and in person and gives the customer a good feel for how to get into a pellet grill. Um, and then you might find yourself taking the next step into, you know, a fully connected grill or a grill that has the flame broiler option, giving you direct flame, those types of things. 
All right. Uh, now, the one that everybody is talking about, obviously, is the pit boss model or the pit boss line of cookers. Uh, I think that's where uh, you had a little bit of an issue with Traeger saying, hey, you know, some of these look a lot like the ones that we have as well. But you can't deny the fact that people are buying them. Uh, my uh, daughter's ex-boyfriend's dad, I think, has a couple of them and just raves and raves about them. So, again, pellet convenience uh, and a different option. What about the pit boss line makes it unique compared to some of the other things that are existing out there right now? Yeah, so pit boss, what what that line is, is really taking pellet grilling to the next level. If you want a grill that's you know bigger, hotter, and heavier, but it's available anywhere, that's a pit boss line. It's going to give you you know the best features that you're used to in a pellet grill. But it's also expanding on that, you know, really what you're seeing a lot of like what we have going on in the Platinum Series line that you had mentioned earlier um, with the KC combo and the Lockhart. We're taking pellet grilling and stepping it up up a whole nother notch and then we're making it accessible to everyone. So not only can you find a pellet grill, but we've got a pellet grill like the Lockhart that's going to have a pellet grill with a secondary cooking chamber that you can not only cold smoke in, but you can also reach temperatures upwards of 350 degrees inside there too. So we have grills like that that are available not only, or that are going to be available to everybody at Walmart. And so we're taking grills to a whole nother, a whole nother level there. Um, we also, like I said, in the Platinum line are offering the KC Combo which is a side-by-side unit. So we not only have a pellet grill out there, but you also have the ability to use it as a gas grill or a gas griddle as well. So we're not only giving customers the pellet grill experience, but we're giving you the full barbecue experience and you can go right out your door just a few miles away and pick it up. So Pit Boss is really where we've taken pellet grills to the next level in not only a quality, quality product that's going to be bigger, as I said, hotter and heavier, but it's also going to be at a better price and it's going to be more available than any other pellet grill on the market. Do you have an idea of where your market penetration is right now with the Pit Boss compared to the other ones? I, I couldn't give you numbers off the top of my head. No, sorry. It's not 70%? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'd love to be there. And I, I probably I probably would get in trouble for saying. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, Dansons.com is the website if you want to check it out as we're talking about these lines. So that's a pit boss. Uh, now, Louisiana Grill is certainly one that I've been familiar with. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I would imagine this is more the high line or the, the Cadillac line. So a uh, bigger entry point when it comes to price, but fit, finish, uh, capacity, probably that direct fire that you were talking about, a lot of uh, upper class options, features, and benefits. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. So huge, huge features, like you were saying on the pit or sorry, on Louisiana grills. So Louisiana grills was the original grill line from Danson's. Um, and what that grill has is it has a little bit of a different burn system in there that allows the grill to get it quite a bit hotter. And so what you can do with the Louisiana grill is you can get to 600 degrees in a short, short amount of time. And you can also smoke at a low temp. So the Louisiana Grills is going to give you, you know, the optimal experience. It's going to have, uh, sorry, heavier steel and things like that that you're looking for in a pellet grill. 
Um, we're working on right now coming out with our founders uh, founders series line of grills in the Louisiana uh, Louisiana grills line. What you're going to see there is double line grill, heavy heavy steel. Again, 600 degrees in a short short amount of time. It's going to hold temps, use less pellets, things like that. As well with the Louisiana grills, it's going to come with a lot more stability. So you're not going to see some of the auger jams and things like that that you see in other grills because the Louisiana grills has a better auger or sorry, not a better, but a different auger system that works that way. What makes it different? Is that like a proprietary thing or, or a patented thing or is it pretty, yeah, it, pretty easy? It, it's, it's, you know, just a different take on the system. That's all it is. So, it, I mean, there's lots of different burn systems out there, but this one has a different take on it that it just happens to be able to do a little bit of those things a little bit differently. When are too many product lines too many? Hey. You know, I, right now I couldn't tell you because I don't think we have too many. I mean, you're like so, the, you're the research and development, the quality guy. You're dealing with all the issues, so you have. I mean, it's not like one pellet boss grill. I mean, there's a varying number of grills across the pit boss line. Same thing, Louisiana grill. Same thing with country smoker. So you're not just solving one issue or three issues through three different lines. It's multiple or it's multiple grills through the lines here. So I mean, you have to be pretty busy uh, but obviously not overwhelmed as you said you'd be welcoming more but i mean it just seems like there's a, a propensity or a potential of diluting the talent pool mm -hmm. well the big thing with us at danson's is we have some of the best talent around us in the business so what you see is we have not only the longest tenured employees in the industry but we have some of the best new employees as well and so you know, what we bring to the table is not only a lot of cardinal knowledge where we bring a lot of that from not only, you know, myself and my dad from the Traeger side, but also, you know, what you're talking about with um, with uh, Louisiana Grills. We came from Canada and we have a ton of people up there with a lot of cardinal knowledge. But then you're talking about a whole new group of people coming in with a lot of knowledge as well and a lot of ideas. And so that's where you bring this into a whole nother level is you have a lot of things that are, haven't been brought up yet because it's been a lot of the same people for a long, long time. Yeah, there have been new grills opening up and new companies, but for the most part, a lot of the same people have been designing grills and things like that for a long, long time. At Danson's, we are about bringing in a lot new ideas and a lot of new technology. And so what we're going to see is a lot of different lines, but, you know, it's all with a general or sorry, it's all intended to bring the best customer experience to each individual customer. When you're looking at modifying or making a new generation or just adding a new cooker to a existing line, is it the majority of feedback coming in from your current customer base or is it the brainiacs within the idea machine over dance and saying, uh, you know, hey, let's make this thing happen or that thing happen? Or is it kind of a, a nice mix of both? It's a marriage of both, which is great. So there's, a, like I said, a lot of people within Danson's that have a lot of great ideas. But we feed up off of our customers. So like somebody like me who has spent a lot of time with the pellet grill customer, I'm able to feed off that, bring that information in and as well, listen to customer service. And then also there's a lot of things that the Internet had brought on. So 
with you know owners groups and forums and things like that we can see what people are saying and what they're asking for in a pellet grill which gives us the ability to not only fix problems that might be having with a grill but also can help us to understand what people might be looking for in the future iterations of a pellet grill hmm. Uh, Andrew Coster joining me here on the show from Danson's. You can check them out at Danson.com and see all of the pellet cooker lines that they have. Um, from a, a new perspective, we'll get into some other you know general pellet cooker topics here uh, if I can hold you through the break. But uh, are there any – so there, there's the new line of smokers that we were just talking about, the, the Platinum Series. Yeah. Does, does Walmart come to you and say, hey, make us – grills um i had talked with Derek riches uh maybe a month or two ago and he said you know stores want a piece that will draw attention so i mean if we if you take whatever his personal feelings were on how the grills were actually operating or what he thought of them just from an aesthetic standpoint alone these are pieces that are going to sit on a retail floor you're going to walk towards the fish food and all of a sudden you're like boom wow look at the size of uh you know the kc or you know uh, the whatever the other one is with the with the top and the, the, the yeah. over and above or whatever. Uh, these are things that are going to draw you over to that. So are they approaching you or dancing saying, hey, build us something that attracts attention, or are you pitching a line to them and then it's saying, hey, it's exclusive, so they're going to have to come to Walmart to pull through? It's a little both. So, you know, they in both ways, we're always, like I said, coming up with ideas and we're sharing that, but we have great partnerships with our retail partners. And so a lot of the times they're coming to us and saying, Hey, you know, we've got this kind of idea. What can you do for us? But anytime that we're developing something, they're well within the knowledge base of what we're doing and what might be available to them in the future. And so they're feeding back to us what would be a great idea or how they'd like to see that. And so we can work with them and kind of marry the two together to make them the best possible product to have, you know, not only an eye-catching product on their floor, but really a great grill that's going to hold up to what their customers are expecting. Hmm. Uh, how easy is Walmart to work with? I've heard great stories. I've heard horror stories. I've heard they demand this or GTFO. What is it like? I love it. I mean, you know, for me, it's been a great, great experience. Um, you know, we've worked with a lot of small retailers for a long, long time in this industry. And so to be able to kind of, you know, get up there and work with a, gr a group like Walmart, it's been great. Um, had a few opportunities to travel to Bentonville and things like that. Always love going there and meeting with people. You know, they're passionate about it. That's one thing that that Walmart's really is is they're really passionate about passionate about grilling and giving a great grill to their customers and so it helps us to be able to you know put out a great grill if Walmart's going to work with us and they want that kind of product. Andrew Coster joining me here on the show from Danson's. Uh, Andrew, can I hold you over for another segment? Yeah, let's do it. All right, stand by and we'll get back to you talk a little bit more about the products and all the good stuff here. So. I will, in the meantime, talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru before we get back with Andrew. Always believing that outdoor cooking should be easy and fun. Because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. So if you're looking for a ceramic cooker and you want one with a built-in power draft fan, well, that eliminates everything else except the Monolith. Because the Monolith is the world's first 
ceramic cooker with a built-in power draft fan. Now, if you have a Guru controller already, you don't have to buy a new one to operate. You can just take your Guru, hook it right up to the uh, fan that's already installed in the cooker, and away you go. If you want to upgrade the tech, that's certainly up to you, but you don't have to do it. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature. Let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master, and with minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. And again, that's uh, for you ceramic cooker guys. If you have a big green egg already and you want some type of pit temperature control technology, Barbecue Guru is the gang that started it all. So they have a bunch of different ones that you can choose from if you have any questions. You can visit the website, bbqguru.com, or you can call them and ask all your questions. I encourage that, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Let them know your questions. They will make sure that you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Great, some uh, They have some great accessories, too, by the way. You want to double the rib capacity in your ceramic cooker? Get the rib ring. You can cook six full slabs of St. Louis ribs with the rib ring instead of three. It's great. Again, the website, bbqguru.com, or call them at 800-288-GURU. Longest-running sponsor of the show, and we appreciate them. Uh, Bob Trudnack, by the way, will be joining us, I think, in mid-March with big announcement. <clears throat> He's always got a big announcement. We're back with Andrew Coster from Danson's right after this. Stick around. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Cooking are currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're the beginner or the professional, it's a cooker you definitely want to add to your arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. As Robin mentioned, celebrating 10 years. If you're going to be at NBBQA, I'll be there. They'll be there. Say hi. Say happy birthday. 10 years. How about that? All right. We are back with Andrew Coster from Danson's. Thanks for hanging with me through the break there. You, uh, what's your favorite non-pellet cooker? Um, so we actually do Kamados. So I, uh, I used a, uh, one of our Louisiana Grill K24s for a while. Um, I, it was a learning experience for me. I'm the opposite of what most people are. So I came from pellet grilling. So for me, it's like, hey, you know, let's try out this new charcoal thing. So it, it was a learning experience. And so, you know, I've learned a lot of not only how to use a charcoal grill, how great it can taste, but also how much I love pellet grills. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, I think the efficiency and the ability that the... So, you know, I hated pellet cookers. Uh, This is many, many years ago. I now have like four or five on my deck at this point. But for a long time, I was like, I don't understand why somebody would want to get one of these pieces of cooking equipment. You have to have electricity. What are you going to do when it rains? I'm in Cleveland, so it snows eight months out of the year on top of that, and it's freezing cold, and maybe it's, everything's going to freeze. And who, Why would you just do it? Why not learn fire management? And then somehow I got one, and uh, I, actually I think it was uh, the brand Gorilla when they were just coming out many, many, many years ago, the 
engineer got in touch with me. He said, hey, can we just send you one? Mess around with it. You don't have to talk about it or anything, but call me once a month. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like and what you think we could do better, blah, blah, blah. So that's how it, and I'm telling you, after the first cook, I was like, this is the best thing ever. And slowly, well, quickly, my whole tune on pellet cooker changes to the point where, you know, as I said, I have three or four. So is that the singular pinnacle moment that people are coming to when they call you and say, hey, here's what I love about it. It's just this whole new availability to get really good flavor. But you also have a lot of ease and non-consternation about having to learn fire management like you would with throwing sticks or charcoal. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of it. And, you know, pellet grills are the most versatile grills out there. So you can do so much more than you can with a conventional grill. And so that's a huge, huge part of it. But, you know, a lot of it, too, is just the ease of being able to go out and flip a switch and get going. But, you know, the wood-fired flavor that's coming from that pellet smoke, those kind of things, you can't just deny that. And so we're seeing a huge, huge boom. But also, you know, things that we have at Danson's, like the flame broiler, it allows you to get a sear and things like that that you never used to be able to out of a pellet grill. So we, we're starting to see that shift from where people even a few years ago would have that pellet grill on their porch, but also have, you know, a kettle on their porch or a gas grill on their porch. It's becoming much, much less com- or much more common for you to just have a pellet grill on your porch because, you know, why do you need to take up that space when the pellet grill can do it all? Oh, dear. We're going to have a point of contention on that. I'll come back to that. But let me ask you about um, manufacturing. So there's mm-hmm. you know a very, very, very small, maybe a couple that are American-made, uh, and I think that's pretty much part for part. And there's other companies that are American-assembled, but they're getting a lot of stuff from overseas, and then uh, most of the companies are doing it offshore, and they're you know, bringing it in, then putting it their own quality control processes or whatever. So, I mean, I assume Danson's doing a lot of overseas stuff like the majority of folks. So the question is this. I have heard from many manufacturers that you have every ability as a manufacturer that's going to be doing business over there, that if you're choosing the right manufacturer and you're staying on their ass and you're visiting constantly and you as the manufa- well, as the customer are setting the proper expectations for that manufacturer, that the quality you can get is absolutely fabulous. Where mm-hmm. you lose control is if you start to slack off or you don't do your check-ins or you're not doing your visiting. As soon as they figure out they can get away with something, they'll start getting away with it, and then you got to like chase them back in line. What's your experience in dealing with that, and how are you making sure that you're getting the best products in the customer's hands? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the nice thing is, is with the manufacturing to that level is we can make this grill accessible to all. But you do see some of those complications, as you mentioned. With myself, you know, I look at it a lot less of, you know, going over and checking things in China or that type of thing. It's to make sure that the pellet grill stays to what it's supposed to do. So, you know, that's constant testing, constant R&D. So we're using a lot of the grills all the time. You know, I myself am testing grills 
constantly. I, there's many people within dancings that are testing, checking these grills out. And so, you know, it's our responsibility as the, you know, the company who who's selling these grills to our customers to ensure that they're getting the best possible product out there. So um, I've seen it go a lot of different ways. But the best thing is, is as a company to take ownership of your own product. And as long as you do that, you know, your manufacturers are going to have a lot of pride in what they're doing. They, you know, they keep working well with us. And you see a good quality product come out because they understand what the expectation is. And, you know, a lot of the things that we don't understand is they're, they're not using a pellet grill quite as often as we are over there. And so, you know, we need to make sure that we, we let them know what, what the expectation is type of thing. And so a lot of them, when they get the chance to run a pellet grill or those types of things, they then understand what a customer here is looking for. And so not only we don't have to per se look after it so much, it looks after itself because they take pride in what they're doing, just like we do here too. So they make sure that they're bringing over the best possible product we do our due diligence and check that out and we frequently test i mean i'm grilling every day you know not only for fun but at the office we're running grills we're running grills you know all over the country all over north america to make sure they're running to their best possible you know uh, outcome andrew costa joining me here on the show from danson's talking about the pit boss line louisiana grills line country smokers line is danson's putting all sorts of patents and uh, what's the the hot button term of uh, oh crap uh, is it I want to say PC but that's not it like uh, the, the the mental uh, the mental property or you know whatever it's called um, I hear it yeah so um, do you throw a lot of patents and stuff on that because you know I've heard that if you have a really good manufacturing partner over there not only are they making your grills but they might be making you know, company X and company Y grills as well, because they are known for quality. So the the way to protect yourself is to have that um, uh, protection on the uh, on your intellectual property. We ha- we have a lot of that as any other company does in this industry, but a lot of it is we have good partnerships with our manufacturers. We have a team over in China that is actually works w- uh, directly for Dansons, and they work directly with the factories. And so we keep those good relationships going. And so we don't have to worry about those types of things so much. You know, for us too, of course, we have to do those types of things just like anyone else. Um, You know, there wasn't so many manufacturers in pellet grills for such a long time because of a patent. And so, you know, we do look into those things and we protect ourselves as needed. But for, you know, for the most part, when you, we have a good relationship with our manufacturers, we, you know, take good care of them and we have a good constant communication with them. We don't have to worry about those things as much. All right. So from a, a, an end user or a retail buyer's expectation, if you're going in and you're spending, you know, five or 600 bucks on a pit boss, Versus something that might be double the cost or more, depending on you know what you also might be looking. At. I mean, what realistically, what's the end users or what should the end users' expectation be that you're going to save some money buying this line and you're going to get X life out of it, and that you shouldn't be expecting such tight tolerances or or, or what is the what is the proper expectation that the retail or that the end user should be having buying something like this? 
You know, so the, that's a good question. So you're not really sacrificing anything by going cheaper. You know, one of the great things with some of what we're doing is with huge amounts of distribution, we can pass that on to the customer. And so that makes grills more accessible. But that's not to take things away from the high end as well. So a lot of the times with high end grills, you're going to be seeing, you know, double lining or thicker, thicker steel, a different type of construction, higher temperatures. What you're seeing in the difference between, say, like our Louisiana Grills line and the Pipos Grills line um, is you're going to see a little thinner steel. It's still thicker steel than most our competition anyways. Um, and then you're also going to see a little bit lower temperatures. And then um, really from there, um, we're looking at connectivity and those types of things. So Pipos has that great, great value. Um, and you can see a lot of those other things at that top end that you're looking for, like with Louisiana grills. Uh, let's talk about the tech on grills. You know, I don't understand why you people, and I'm talking about the grill manufacturer, you know, uh, I feel like somehow the American consumer has pushed on the manufacturer that there is a need for an incredible amount of tech. I mean, look, these grills already need power. They're already driving an auger. There's parts that are moving that are mechanical. At some point, they'll break down, blah, blah, blah. Why on earth are you going to start introducing other shit on this grill that I am absolutely convinced? And by the way, I have no empirical data to back up this statement. However, I think people say, I want Wi-Fi technology. I want an app. I want to be able to control my... But maybe two out of 40 actually use it and then it just sits there on the grill and nobody's fucking with it do you believe that i'm one that uses it really um, you know it, i'm a nerd though so <laughs> i'm a, i'm really weird like that i get all obsessed about you know android technology and things like that but you know one thing that you are seeing a lot of is people are really taking care of how they barbecue you know, they're using those probe thermometers and things like that a lot more. So not only can you just actually take care of your meat, but you can take care of more important things. You can go and take care of your family. You can go for that golf game and things like that. That's where a lot of that comes in. And so, you know, myself, I'm not the guy who's going out there and cooking a steak and using a Wi-Fi thermometer. I mean, to me, that's it just doesn't add up. But, you know, if I'm going to do a brisket on Friday night and my plan is to go golfing Saturday morning, I feel really confident that I can use that pellet grill and use the technology to keep track of things. But also I'm doing what I want to. You know, I can go to the kids soccer games. I can go and like I said, golf. But I can have at the touch of my fingertips what's going on with my grill. Is that a discussion, though, that the folks are having at top levels of Danson's when they're talking about things to have on grills? Do they demand that tech is installed? It, it's all about the customer. So we try to feel out where it, we think it's valuable and where it's not. And so, you know. Like, like I've said, I'm a big nerd about this thing, but my dad, someone who's been in the industry for a long, long time, he, he doesn't use that stuff as much. And so there's two different types of customers when it comes to those types of technologies. You know, the big thing is, though, it's great to make that accessible to most of your customer base, because if they want to use it when they have that big brisket cook that they're doing for, you know, 
their daughter's graduation or something like that, they want to have it available to them. The other thing that I want to bend around a little bit is, uh, and, and you had mentioned it, you know, you maybe you're finding uh, a pit boss uh, supplementing out all the rest or usurping all the rest of the cookers on there. I've been a, a long-time believer, mostly because I don't have to pay for a lot of my grills, that you should have a lot of grills or as many as you can afford or that your wife or significant other will allow you to have on a deck or patio. Because one, to me, one isn't made to do everything. I like a pellet cooker because there is the ability to unchain and do golf or grocery shop or go to volleyball matches or whatever the case may be. And as long as it's full of pellets and you know the thing is going to perform well, you feel at ease to go and do whatever you need to do. If I have the time during the day... I have a great access to split wood and I'll fire up my Lang and I'll throw sticks all day. And to me, that's the best flavor that I'm going to get regardless of whatever cooker and or fuel source that I'm going to be using. But I also like charcoal driven cookers as well. So it's a long way to go to say, I hate, I never tell folks, don't get one cooker in hopes that it is going to solve everything. It can do good things, maybe 80% of the way through, but there could be 10 or 15 or 20% that it might lack in. And typically where you find the pellet cookers run really good between 180 uh, up to 375, maybe 400. But when you start getting over that, that's where I feel they start to fall off in, in great performance. That's why I have a gas grill. That's why I have a charcoal grill. But I am to believe that you guys are under the impression that one can do everything and do it well. You know, I'm going to say one can do everything and do it well, but that's what's awesome about Pit Boss, and in particular that Platinum Series line that we had mentioned. You know, with the KC Combo, not only do you have the ability to use a pellet grill, but you have a gas grill and griddle combo on the other side. So, you know, there's a lot of people that share that same perspective as you, and, you know, I totally understand that. I've been talking to tons and tons of pellet grill customers over the phone or on the phone for years. And so Pit Boss, we've taken another step to make that accessible to our customers. But you know what? It's in one grill package. And so you can do 10, 12 different types of cooks all in one grill. And so, yeah, it, it is a combo grill. So it is a little bit different but it gives you the whole package all in one. This has been a great conversation. We're talking with Andrew Coster from Danson's Quality Manager. You can uh, find and look at Pit Boss Grills, Louisiana Grills, and the Country Smokers. Uh, there looks to be like there might be some kind of outdoor brand that Danson does as well. I mean, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole big thing. That's absolutely fabulous. And, uh, Andrew, I appreciate the insight, the history lesson, and the uh, candor here as we talk about Danson's product. Uh, Let's do it again soon. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot. You got it. There he is. The quality manager for Danson's, and that's Pit Boss, Louisiana Grills, and Country Smokers. Great conversation right there. Appreciate that. What? What? Now, just hold on a minute. Uh... Mediocre, yes. Where's the read? There we go. No, no, no. 
Oh, jeez. I mean, you you just blow it all up in the end, right? That's right. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. I appreciate the fact that he, Andrew, is sticking with Danson's can provide grills that can do everything. I'm going to sit here and tell you that's wrong. Unless you're going mega high. Now, as he said, the KC combo, that's different. But I'm talking about the straight-up pellet cook. I don't think there's anything wrong with having three different cookers this day and age. A gas grill, a charcoal grill or charcoal-driven smoker, and a pellet cook. Or some combination. Some kind of pellet cooker a gas or a charcoal grill and then some other kind. Have three. I mean, this is the age of three. 2020 is the age of three different cooks. That's what I'm talking about. Alright, we are back to wrap it up. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Wimpy. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by The Smoke Sheet, a free weekly newsletter that keeps you in the know on everything happening in the barbecue world, including top news, events, recipes, and more. Started by Ryan Cooper, a.k.a. Barbecue Tourist, and Sean Ludwig. A.K.A. NYC BBQ. Both of them traveling around the country to find the best barbecue and then reporting on it. Sign up for the newsletter and see their full events on the barbecue calendar at bbqnewsletter.com. A great all-in-one resource covering the live fire industry. That's bbqnewsletter.com. Thanks again to... You know what? I'm not not even going to bother with it. I'm just going to get out. Thanks again to Andrew Coster for joining me the past two segments. All the way back in the first hour, Stephen Reichlin was in. He's got a new book called Grill, Grilling Green. We talked about Canadian bacon and how you can make that at home and why it's delicious. Barbecue University in June is sold out, but if you get on a wait list and that exceeds a certain threshold... They will add a fall class. Dennis Busso will be attending his fourth barbecue university. They should be getting a bachelor's degree. That's a four-year commitment. Good job, Dennis. We also talked with Robin Lindars, grillgirl.com. Be on the lookout for her new calculator. That is a web-based calculator or a site-based calculator, not an app. So make sure you're paying attention there. And then the second hour, we chatted up Andrew Coster. From Danson's, Danson.com is the website. That's the Pit Boss, Louisiana Grill, and Country Smoker line of pellet cookers. Bunch of different price variables as we had talked about. And let me sit there and spit the tough questions. How about that? Fourth Tuesday of the month is coming up next week. Derek Riches is in. Potentially, Kevin Coleman is in. Embedded correspondents are in. Crazy town. Is that enough? Of course it is. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 
It's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central.